Hebrews 11 to me, it says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Okay. Uh, it's very clear here, when God created everything, he used a substance that is so real, but not visible. Because everything was made of things not seen. So it's not true that uh, creation was made out of nothing. God created everything with a substance. And that substance is called faith. So Hebrews 11.1 1 says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay, so God created all things by faith, which he released through words. He created the universe by faith-filled words. Okay, I just want you to remember that. And being the creator of all, of course, he had authority over everything, right? No? He's the supreme sovereign of all okay but because by virtue of creation he had authority over everything now that's why when god said let there be light light came to be okay so authority in that case no authority operates with words okay i want you to get that we've been studying of on authority these past three sessions and authority is connected with words it's op authority operates with words god exercised his authority over all by speaking words that are meant to activate something okay now i want you i want you to keep that in mind because that's our God, and He's supreme ruler of all. And the way He exercises authority, He says it. Amen? He says it. Now, keeping that in mind, let's go now to Genesis 1 and how it relates to us. In Genesis 1, 26, the creation, it says there, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, According to our likeness, let them have dominion, that's the word, over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So we see this, no, it's very familiar, but we see this with God's words, he created Adam. This is, this is the time he created him. So all the rest of the time, from the first day when he wanted to create something, he just spoke it out in faith. And on the sixth day, he wanted to create man. And with these words, Genesis 1.26, he created man. He created him in the image of God by words. He even gave uh, man dominion through words okay did you see that through words so uh, god gave mankind dominion over the whole earth that's a vast territory that's a big territory uh, can you agree with me so man have dominion over everything on the earth and that word dominion okay because that's our topic today that word means governorship the right and authority to rule under god and with god so man was created a ruler a sub ruler under god okay so Today, God wants us to fulfill that mandate. Everything that was said in Genesis 1 to 2 is the perfect will of God. 
everything. And the last two chapters in Revelation is, is going back to the original design of God. Okay? Everything else from Genesis 3 up to the uh, up, uh, to Revelation is Satan messing things up. Okay? But the good news is that dominion, okay, that dominion is forever the will of God for man. Although when Adam sinned, he gave that dominion over to Satan. Remember last week? Remember we said the God of this world or the ruler of this world, the God of this world, the small g, is Satan himself. How did he have such governorship? How did he have such power and authority? He got it from man. Man gave it over to him. Okay? Can you see the immense power that God gave man, that authority. When you see all kinds of evil right now, no? all, 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 the, all the effects of evil, all the effects of sin, the curse, when you see sickness, when you see death, violence, everything, poverty, that, that's the work of Satan because he had the authority that was given to man. Okay, but the good news was, no, you have to picture it. The good news was, you know, Satan doesn't have the last say. Jesus came as a man. He came as a man, not, not only to be our substitute, but to be our representative as a man, as a, what a man should be. He lived that way because he showed us how to live as a man. So although he was 100% God, he was 100% man. He did that for us. No, not only to pay the sin's price, but to live as an example as a man. He had dominion, remember? He had dominion. He had dominion over the sea. He had dominion over sickness and disease. He, he showed his disciples what it means to have dominion. And when he finally paid the price for our sins when he finally died. Then he resurrected. Then he ascended at the, at the right hand of the throne of God. Wow, the center of power. He took back that dominion. And then before he went to heaven, he delegated back that authority to the church. So it's back in our hands, okay? So... We are now mandated by the Bible, okay? It is our mandate now to fulfill the dominion that God gave to man, okay? We are to dominate, amen? We are called to dominion. Carol, you're called to dominion, okay? Nigel, you're called to dominion to rule and reign with Christ. And that means you dominate. You dominate. That's why, remember the prayer that we're praying in Ephesians 1 every day? Remember? And he put all things under his feet. And the feet is in the body. And we're the body of Christ. So everything is under our feet. Why? Because God meant us to, be, to dominate. Amen? Not to dominate over people, okay? And we will see that right now, no? We will study that more. But to, to dominate and to rule with Christ upon this earth. So that means, no? That means today, dominion for you is that wherever God sends you to live and to work, he wants you to bring every place under God's government. Okay, let that sink in for a moment. Wherever God sends you, you know, it's no mistake that you're Australians, that you live in Victoria, okay, that you have your family, and this is the work that God calls you to do, whether you're a stay-at-home grandpa and granddad, whether you're an accountant or lawyer, it doesn't matter, okay? Whatever job you're meant to do and whatever place you're meant to go, 
you are to bring in that place, that place under heaven's government. Okay? Under heaven's government. He wants to bring his kingdom on the earth. That's what the dominion is for. He wants to bring his kingdom on the earth. The original kingdom is heaven, right? That's why he made the earth. He wants to bring heaven on earth. He wants an extension of his kingdom. Okay? That's why he made that garden and he made man. And when Jesus was here, he was teaching his disciples how to pray. And he's saying, this is how, this is how you should pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. What are, you, what are we going to ask for? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God wants earth up to now. Okay, up to now. He wants earth to have a taste of heaven. He wants earth, okay, to be a reflection of what it is in heaven. That's what the dominion is for. That's what the authority is for. Okay? So I'm going to say it again. Wherever God sends you, whomever God sends you to, wherever God sends you to, he wants, he wants, uh, he wants you to bring a touch of heaven in that place. Okay? So that when you, when you, uh, when you enter a room, the atmosphere changes. Amen? Atmosphere change. That's his intention. That's why there's authority. It's authority to bring everything under the will of God. Amen? That's what we want, right? We want God's will, right? But now, he doesn't only want it for our lives. See? He wants to use us. No, it doesn't matter how old or how young you are. He wants to use us. That's his plan. That's the, what the dominion is for. He wants to use us to bring heaven's ways, heaven's blessings, wherever you go, whoever you're with. Amen? So he's going to give you an assignment that perhaps he won't give me. Okay? Like I cannot, I cannot become a grandmama or a grandpapa. Okay? That's... That's Carol's assignment, and that's Nigel's assignment, and that's a special assignment. That's very special. And now you have great-grandkids. Wow, you know, that's special. These are the people that God wants you to influence. You have to think of, you, you have to think of yourself that way, okay? Now, on the earth, remember, when, when you become parents, remember, on the earth, they say, okay, you just feed them, educate them, uh, uh, give them some guidelines, teach them while they're young. And then when they're an adult, send them out into the world and now they're on their own, right? And now they're independent, right? So that's the world, right? That's the world. But not in the kingdom of God. Parents will always be parents. Hallelujah. The white hair has significance. Now I, don't, now I don't have time to dye my hair, but I'm proud of my white hair, okay? Because that means I've experienced much more than others. And I've received much more from God experientially than others, correct? So we, have, so we are here to be a ch change agent. You are still a change agent up to now. Amen? You're, we are still here to influence others for the kingdom of God. That's, that's our main task, you know? And that's what dominion is. So uh, whatever your portion is, 
you have a sphere of influence. Take that. Take that. Amen? Be mindful of that when you wake up. When you wake up, wow, God's, wow, God's going to use me again for my family. I'm going to be a blessing to my family. I'm going to be a blessing to whoever I'm going to talk to today. Be mindful of that. Amen? Be mindful of that. And, and you know, uh, I've been in the ministry for 33 years. And I have seen you know, the, the most problematic people, actually, are the people who are so self-absorbed. They can only think of their own world. And because they're now locked in with their own world, the enemy now gives them more and more and more and more problems. Okay? But you know how you can break free from that? You can break free from that when you start being a change agent. When you start seeing yourself, I'm put here on the earth to change something. Amen. To change, to change my life, to change the people around me. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm here to bring heaven's beautiful aroma of glory into the earth. Amen. Okay. So that's what Mark that's what Matthew 5.16 is really talking about. You know, I just read it, Matthew 5.16. Jesus said, uh, Matthew 5, yeah, Matthew 5.16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We're here to do good works. Amen. We are author, we have this rulership, amen, in our hands, much greater than the rulership of your prime minister, all right? Much greater than the rulership of the president of the United States or the president or or the leader of russia or the leader of china we have a dominion greater than their, than theirs it's the authority of christ himself who is lord of heaven and earth and we should take advantage of that right now there's no more time hallelujah there's no more time because the enemy is doubling up he is in how, how do I, he is in frantic mode okay because in Revelation 12, it says in Revelation 12, he knows his time is near. That's why he's doing so many evil works. But we have authority over him. We have authority to withhold him, to restrain him, and to put in place the will of God on this earth. That's what the dominion is for. Amen? Amen. So let's go back to Genesis 1:28. Okay. Now, Genesis 1:28. If you notice, it's like it's a rep it's a repetition, but it's not. Okay, I'll just read it. Then God blessed them. God said to them, Be fruitful multiply fill the earth subdue it have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air over every living thing that moves on the earth did you know i thought before that was a repetition and then i realized one day no after he created him he said he said these words to adam these are the very first words Okay, these are the very first words that Adam heard. That means this is the perfect will of God for all men, for all eternity. Amen? Because these are the first words. Amen. So he, he said to them, no? Uh, he told them how they're going to have dominion. 
He told them how in this verse. First, he blessed them. First, he blessed them. Did you notice? Then God blessed them. Now, uh, if you know the answer, you can answer. Okay. Okay. What is this blessing? Do you know the answer? You can unmute yourself. What is this blessing? Nigel. He's given us authority. Okay. He, he's appointed us uh, as rulers. Okay. Now, yeah, because that's one of the blessings. Correct? That's correct. But I want you to notice this. In, in Proverbs 10.22, it says there, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and it adds no sorrow to it. It's talking about the blessing. There is a difference between the blessing and a blessing. Like a car is a blessing, correct? Family is a blessing. Authority is a blessing. But there is such a thing as the blessing. Okay, so when God blessed them here, he gave him the blessing. All right, and I want to give you a definition of the blessing. The blessing, so you won't forget it, it's heavenly empowerment. You write that down, heavenly empowerment. It's synonymous to the anointing, all right? That's why... The blessor is God himself. He's the great blessor. So, it's heavenly empowerment. It's, empower, it's when God blessed them, you know, before they would take dominion, he first blessed them. That means he empowered them to prosper, succeed, and excel. Okay? That's what the blessing is. Heavenly empowerment to prosper, succeed and excel because you need power to rule correct you need power to rule and we need the blessing hallelujah amen uh who's that twin who fought his brother esau esau and uh esau and uh what's his name jacob, jacob and esau yeah Jacob and Esau, correct. Uh, Jacob, okay. The blessing was handed over to Jacob. The blessing was handed over not to Esau, who was supposed to be the firstborn, right? He wanted the blessing so much. It was handed over to him. Why was the blessing handed over to him? Because he wanted the birthright. He wanted the and Esau he wanted food. Remember, he exchanged his birthright for food. So what God did, he did not only give the birthright. When the inheritance was passed on, it was passed on to Jacob. That's why the Bible will always quote the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, okay? Because they are the people who valued the blessing. They valued the blessing because the blessing was first handed over to man. We needed empowerment, amen? We cannot rule without God's power upon our lives. So, so he gave them, he blessed them first, right? Remember, do you remember... Um, when Jesus fed the 5,000, they were in the wilderness, right? Then he broke the bread, remember? He broke the bread. And what did he do with the bread? He, before he broke it, he blessed it, remember? He blessed it. It was the blessing of the Lord that multiplied everything. The power. For multiplication so that's the blessing okay the blessing is empowerment to prosper succeed and excel and then he told them how they will now 
exercise dominion. This is how. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion. That's how they're going to exercise it. And I just want to uh, zero in tonight with the word fruitful. Be fruitful. Because that's how we're going to exercise our dominion. Fruitful here means to produce. Be fruitful. To produce, to bring forth, or to create. Okay? God is saying, God is saying to us, you have dominion. You have the ability to produce, to bring forth something, and to create new things. Hallelujah. No? So part of the new nature that we have right now is to create new things. Okay? To create new things. Okay? So that people will be blessed. So whatever your calling is or whatever your job is, okay, God's going to give you godly ideas to produce something. Okay? That's what the world needs right now. now problems, there are problems in the world that they cannot solve anymore. Cannot solve anymore. That's why some people with malicious intent are trying to take over. Because in the, in the world, they cannot solve poverty. In the world, they cannot solve the crime. In the world, they cannot solve sickness and disease. Okay? But it says here, we are to be fruitful in the midst of this famine. Okay, we are to produce something. So God wants us to have spiritual solutions for natural problems. I want you to get that. God wants us to have spiritual solutions for natural problems. Okay. Now, I just want to go back to the passage that we studied before in Mark 4. Remember, Jesus and his uh, disciples were in a boat in Mark 4, 35. Okay? Then it, before the storm came, he already gave his word. He said, let us cross over to the other side. That's look, Mark 4, 35. Then he went to sleep. Okay, he went to sleep. Because he was expecting, okay, this is the minions. He's expecting that whatever he says will come to pass. Okay, he's expecting that what he says will be fulfilled. So even though there was a storm that came in, they could not wake him up, remember? They could not wake him up. Why? Because he already said those words. We're going to cross over. So it doesn't matter if there was a storm. Okay, so God, remember what we said? That his authority is expressed through words. God exercises his authority through words so that what the king says happens. So every time you have a word, that's his authority. And once you believe that word, amen, God expects it to come to pass, okay? So, so even though there was a storm, okay, it, so it doesn't matter if we have a pandemic right now. You have to get this. You really have to get this. No? Because the destiny of the world is far different from the destiny of the church. We're going to cross over. Okay? We're crossing over to a better land. All right? And I'm not talking about heaven. I'm talking about heaven on earth. Okay? So, so what happened here? Look at Jesus. They woke him up because the fishermen, remember, the fishermen, even though they were at sea, remember, this is their profession, okay? They were professional fishermen. But when the storm came, 
no amount of ability, no amount of experience can solve the storm. Correct? Even though they were professional fish, fishermen. So natural abilities now, okay, has no, has no more power anymore to solve things. We need supernatural solutions. Amen? We need supernatural solutions. So what did God, so what did Jesus do? Remember verse 39. Then he arose, he rebuked the wind, said to the sea, peace. Be still. Can you imagine? What did God, what did Jesus do? He used words of dominion. Stop storm. And it stopped. He exercised his authority through words. I remember when I was uh, uh, learning authority before, and I was also teaching it. I, when I was looking at uh, the stories of Jesus and how much he, you know, how much he has uh, control over nature. Every time, because in our country, you know, in our country, we only have two seasons, not like you. Okay, we have dry season and wet season. That's us. Okay, and so we have six months of dry season, six months of wet season. Okay, and in the wet seasons, and we have we have more and more storms. In fact, now even in the dry seasons, we have storms already. But since I've been learning authority, and it can be exercised by words. Every time there's a brewing storm near our place, okay, I would immediately, you know, as practice, I would practice dominion. I would go out of my house or inside. I would raise up my hands and I say, in the name of Jesus Christ, stop raining. Get out of my city right now. And you know what? Because I kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. Every time I'm doing it, it only takes around 5 to 15 minutes for it to stop. And then I realized, wow, such authority, such dominion in the name of Jesus. We really have control over things. We have dominion over the earth. Amen. We can, if, if nature, if nature is now uh, groaning, as Roman said, it's now groaning and it's having earthquakes and then, we can stop those. Amen? We can stop those. Why? By using our God-given dominion over the earth. Now, this is now the good news, okay? Look at Luke 12, 32. Luke 12, 32, it says, Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Okay, did you see that? It's his pleasure to give us the kingdom. Okay. Now look at verse 20. Uh, 17, 20. God wants to give the kingdom to us. And in verse seven, chapter 17, verse 20, it says, Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation. Verse 21, Nor will they say, See here or see there, for indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Did you hear that? Where is the kingdom? It's inside of you. Can you imagine? The whole package, the whole kingdom right now is inside you. Okay, that's my expansion. Okay, God put it inside of you. So you can reign and rule together with him. Now, the kingdom that is inside you 
It's God's government. Okay? It's God's government. It has come to live inside of you the day you got born again. That's why the king resides there by the Holy Spirit. That's why he's there. Now, you think about this. If the kingdom is already there inside of you, everything that you'll ever need and what the world needs is inside of you. Amen. Did you get that? Amen. I'll say it again until it sinks down deep in the heart. Okay? If the kingdom of God, wow, huh, is already inside of you, then everything that you need and everything that this world needs is already inside of you. Okay? But God put it not in natural form. He put it in spiritual form. That's why it can, you can house it. Amen? It can stay there. Okay? Sometimes when you think of a kingdom, you think of England or you think of Britain or Australia, the Commonwealth. You think of places, territories, no? Well, I have news for you. Okay, one day there's going to be a millennial reign of Christ. Yes, it's going to be in the flesh. But right now, he put the whole kingdom. Can you imagine? He put it inside every believer in spiritual form. And he said to us, in order for you to, to exercise dominion, be fruitful. Be fruitful. What does that mean? He wants whatever he placed inside of us to bear fruit on the earth. Amen? He wants it to bear fruit on the earth. We are going to bring it forth. So, uh, so in fact, no, the answers, the answers are not way up in the sky. The answers to every predicament and every problem is inside of us. Okay? And he, and you now have, when you say be fruitful, you now have the ability to create something or to bring something forth that is already existing in heaven. I'll say it again. When God said, you know, he won't command us to do something if we're not able to do it. Okay? So when he said, be fruitful, that means you have the ability to create something or to bring something forth that already exists in heaven. That's why, okay, that's why you have verses like Ephesians 1.3, our favorite in this, in this boot camp. We have been blessed with every spiritual blessings in Christ in the heavenly places. So every spiritual blessing is ours potentially. Potentially, it's already ours. But it becomes a reality. Amen. Okay. When we bring it forth. Okay? Now, when we bring it forth, because we are to bear fruit. The fruit of the Spirit. That's part of it. We are to bring forth the character of Jesus. That's why there's the fruit of the Spirit, all in seed form. It's all inside. But that's not only it. Okay? You're going to bring forth the will of God. Okay? The gifts are there. You're going to bring forth the gifts. The will of God. The authority of God. The blessings of heaven. It's funny. A lot of people are crying as if it's coming. It's going to come from heaven. Okay, 
But if we really meditate on scripture, the kingdom has already been given inside of us. So it's time. So that means there is a production center inside of you. There's a factory inside of you. How, how will I say? There's a production center. There's a factory of heaven inside of you. Meant to produce. Amen? Okay. It's inside. Amen. It's inside. Okay. Now, that's why uh, remember where, okay, I already mentioned this when they were in the wilderness. Okay. Now, I want you to know this is how Jesus also spoke when he was here. Look at Matthew 14, no? Matthew 14, 15, 16. It says there, when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a deserted place, Lord, and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. Okay. So the disciples were thinking naturally, correct? There's no food in the desert. So send them away, Lord, okay, so that they may buy food. But look at what Jesus said. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. Can you imagine? They, did not, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. What did Jesus say to them? You feed them. <clears throat> Was Jesus crazy? Will he tell them to do something that they won't be able to do? Is he joking them? Is he giving them a hard time? No. He's telling them, you can feed them. Wow. Amen. Did you know that it's not the government's place to feed the poor? It's the church place to feed the poor. Amen. Now, why is Jesus talking like that? And is and uh, because he was with them, the king was there. Now we are in a far better place than they were. The king is inside of us, and the kingdom is already inside of us. All of the provisions of the kingdom of God is inside of us. And that's not only for you and for your family. That's for all the people that God wants you to minister to. He wants you to be a blessing. So, no, uh, okay. Now, how does this all work out? Now, let's look at it. How does it all work out? If the kingdom is already there and there's a production center and I'm supposed to produce for the kingdom of God, how does it all work? Now, let's look at Matthew 12. Let the eyes of our understanding now be enlightened, as Ephesians 1 says. Matthew 12, 33. Matthew 12, 33. It says here, Either make the tree good and its fruit, okay, fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Okay? Now, he's not only talk. this is Jesus, and he's not only talking about a natural tree. He's talking about people. Okay? He's talking about people. And he's saying there, the fruit you can see. But there's something invisible inside the tree that makes the fruit. And that's the root. Correct? The root makes the fruit. 
Okay, so if you have an apple root, you will have an apple fruit. An apple tree comes from an apple root, correct? So the tree is a picture of man. Whatever is inside of him, whatever is rooted inside of him, will eventually bear fruit, correct? All right? So, says here, verse 34. So this is, this is the mystery of the kingdom. And you are, and the kingdom is in you. You are not only in the kingdom, but the kingdom is in you, okay? It says here in verse 34, brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, it, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure in his heart brings forth. Did you see that word? Brings forth. Bears forth. Brings forth evil things. What's connected to bearing fruit? Words. Words. Jesus was talking about words. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. How did God exercise his authority? By words. Correct? How will we exercise authority? By words that was sown a seed in our hearts. Okay? So words, you have, to, you have to understand this about God. God is so big with words. <laughs> he created everything by words. He delegated his authority to man by words. Amen. Everything is sustained by words. Amen. And now, we're going to bear fruit by our words. We will exercise dominion by our words. Now it says here, verse 36, But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. Why is that, no? Why is on the day of judgment words are going to be judged? Why? Because verse 37, For by your words you will be justified, by your words you will be condemned. Because with words we create. With words we, cre we create. With words we bear fruit. That's why on the day of judgment we will be judged by our words. Amen? Words are so important. Now you understand why in the day of battle, when they're, so, when they're now about to cross over the Israelites, and now they are now charged by God to possess the promised land. This is what God said. This is the strategy. Verse 8, Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. The reason why they were able to possess their promised land, because they did Joshua 1.8. They meditated on that word. They spoke the words of God out of their mouth. And do you know why they had to do that? Because Luke 11 says, the seed is the word. If you want to have a fruit, you have to plant a seed, right? If you want to have, I'm sorry, if you want to have a fruit, you want to have a seed, correct? Everything starts with the seed, correct? And Jesus said, the seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. And the soil is our heart. The heart is the production center. The heart is the production center. So whatever you sow into the heart, amen, I hope you get this. That's why you need to meditate. You need to meditate. Why? 
Because before we got born again, the enemy has been sowing seeds as well. Amen? And you know, he has sown seeds by the life that we have. You will know the tree by its fruit, it said. You will know the tree by its fruit. So the fruit may be actions, the fruit may be words, the fruit may be alive, but the, the root is inside and the seeds, the seeds are the one dictating what kind of fruit we're going to bear. The seeds are the ones dictating what kind of fruit we are going to bear. And, you know, it's easy to know. That's why Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's easy to know what's in the heart of a man by what he is speaking about. The words that's coming out of his mouth, the actions that he's doing, although they are all fruit, but it's coming from the seeds that has been planted. Okay? Now, because, because, because uh, before we got born again, seeds were already planted there. And when we got born again into the kingdom of God, we had different thoughts and different beliefs that is so opposite to the kingdom of God. So what is the answer to that? Plant new seeds. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate upon it day and night. You have to do that so that it will take root. Take root deeply. Amen. You know, some people, <clears throat> some people uh, practice confessing the word, you know, uh, they've been confessing it every day, and they and they still say, "But why am I not changing?" The only reason for that because the root, that e the evil root, has been uh, planted very deeply. That's why you don't give up on meditating. You don't give up on confessing because the more you confess. And the more you meditate, it goes down deep and it takes out that evil root. Amen? Because something has to be taken out for something to be planted new. And God sends his word because it's the word of the kingdom. Remember? It's the word of the kingdom. And that's why he said, my, my words, they are spirit and they are life. Their spirit and their life. So what do you sow to your production center that will produce fruit for the kingdom? The words of the kingdom. Amen? Amen. amen? Is that an amen there? Amen. amen. And, you don't, and you don't give up. And you don't give up meditating. And you don't give up listening to God. And you don't give up uh, uh, speaking words of faith, you know, until it becomes so rooted in your heart. You, do you know how you know it's already rooted? This is how you know. That when you see a situation, the word inside of you will start speaking to you. And you will now start seeing things in a new way. And when you start now start seeing things in a new way, that's when the Spirit of God becomes, the voice of the Spirit of God inside of you becomes very clear. Then you get godly ideas. Amen? You get godly ideas. So during, during your prayer time, amen, once you're studying, when you're meditating on the Word, and when you're uh, allowing God to speak to you, that's the time. That's the time when God is sowing His seeds of the Word of God in your heart, and you begin to hear, hear the Spirit of God. And you know what? I'll tell you what, you know? I'll tell you something. When it's mental knowledge, you will easily forget. But when it is God speaking, 
His word, the word of the kingdom in your heart, you do not forget it. You do not forget it. You do something about it. It changes you. You somehow it uh, it inspires you in a new direction. And when you don't stop in that, when you don't get distracted by the enemy, or by what by what everything is happening all around you or by what people are saying all around you when you don't get distracted guess guess what that word will become bigger and bigger and greater inside of you until you bring it forth you bring it forth by your words you bring it forth by your actions amen and I want to say to you, you, know, you can bring forth anything that God says to you independent of circumstances. Independent of other people. Amen? So if people, you know, if people are already like today, like now, some are getting sick, some are losing money, but if you have the word of the kingdom about money, about healing, about prosperity, if you have that word inside of you, you will be able to produce something like that boy in the wilderness who had five fish and two loaves, or is it the other way around? He has only small food, and yet that food, Jesus was able to, because of the blessing was multiplied. Amen. That means everything is already inside of us. We don't, you are not put in here. You're not put inside the world. You are not put by God into the earth to beg. Amen. You are not here to put, you are not here to beg. You are here to rule. You are here to have dominion. And everything is already inside of you. You just need to sow some good seeds there. Amen? Sow some good seeds. Every time you... That's why, that's why the command is, do not let it depart from your mouth. Every time you speak words, it gets down in your heart. Every time. Every time. That's why you don't just read the word. You personalize the word. When you, when you, when you read Philippians 4.19, don't say to yourself, Oh, I know that word already. I heard it a hundred times. No, you say to yourself that day, And my God will supply all of my needs today. He's my shepherd, I shall not lack. Amen. He is my king. He is my provider. And I have a production center inside. And what I say come to pass. Amen. I will have what I say. God will provide all my needs and my needs will all be met. And I will meet other people's needs as well. You personalize it. And when you personalize it, it becomes rooted deep in your heart. So that no matter what the enemy says, you don't budge. You don't budge. Amen. Remember Jesus? You know, we're always, we're always uh, 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 thinking of Jairus. Of course, Jairus had great faith. No? But remember, when, when Jairus asked Jesus to come with him and to lay his hands on his daughter because, because she was dying, Jesus went with him because Jesus saw his faith. But remember, on the way to that house, they were, they were, uh, how do you say, quote unquote, disturbed by this woman, okay? So the woman came with an issue of blood and they spent a lot of time there until the daughter died. Remember, the daughter died and a messenger came. The messenger said, you know, don't bother don't bother don't bother the teacher anymore your daughter has died what did jesus say look at the faith and look at the authority he only said only believe believe what 
believe what Jairus said at the beginning. What did he say at the beginning? What did he say at the beginning? If you lay hands on my daughter, she shall be healed. Amen. And that's what, actually, that's what the woman with the issue of blood also practiced. Bef you know, he went, remember, in, in uh, you just read it at home, Mark 5, no? Rem remember that story? Uh, uh, she had this issue with blood for 12 years. She went to all the doctors. She spent all her money, amen? And she was worse than before. No natural help. None. No doctor can help her. But what did she say? The Bible said, but she heard about Jesus. She heard something. Words were spoken. Okay? Words were spoken. The good news of the kingdom of God were spoken. It was the good news of Jesus Christ. He heard about Jesus. And what did she say? What did she say? If I will only touch the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. And she kept saying it. She kept saying it and she kept saying it. And the more she said it, the more faith was built up inside. Amen. She was producing something with the words of the kingdom. And in the end, she got her healing, which was impossible in the natural. Okay? So, because of our dominion, you have to get this tonight, because of the dominion, you will always have the ability to produce, to create. And it starts with the seed of the word of God. Amen. And when you plant that seed, that word, that seed into, into the soil of your heart, guess what? The soil know what's the soil knows what to do. Every soil, every natural soil knows what to do when something is planted in it. It makes it to grow. Okay? All you need to do is believe God's word. Say it out of your mouth. Personalize it. Okay? I'm simplifying this. Personalize it. Say it. Let your ears hear it. Let your eyes see it. So that it will go down deep into your heart. And that it will produce what you're believing for. Amen? What you're believing for. Faith in the words of God is the currency of heaven. You don't need money to bring forth things on the earth. Hallelujah. Amen? Money is the lowest riches in the kingdom. We need money, but it's the lowest. Amen? Because we don't even need money to produce something on this earth. We just need, we just need to hear the word. We just need to spend time with God. Hear God. And when you hear the word of the kingdom, speak that to yourself. Do you know that the greatest prophet you will ever hear is yourself? Do you know that? That the greatest prophet that you will ever hear is yourself. Because we were made that way. We were made to believe our own words. We were created to believe our own words. You can forget what Rosan is saying to you. But if you're going to repeat what I said to you out of the word of God, it will become yours. Why? Because you will believe your own words. You will believe your own words. You have to get this tonight. Amen. Amen. That's why so many students of the word of God forget what their teachers are saying. They forget. I know. I am a teacher. And I ask people, and they forget. You know why? Because it wasn't planted deeply. They did not take it, personalize it, 
say it out of their mouth. This is mine. This is my inheritance. This is my portion. I have a sphere of influence. I have dominion over my, over, over, over the, I have dominion over the place where I'm in. I'm here to be a blessing for God. I'm a, I'm an agent of the kingdom of God. I'm an ambassador of the king. Amen. Every time you say that about yourself, you know what's happening? The seed is growing. The seed is growing. Until one day, until one day you just say, storm, stop. In that moment, it stops. Why? Because now you have learned to put the word of God in your mouth, believe it with all your heart. And with all authority, you can speak it out. The reason why so many words, the reason why uh, our words are sometimes not powerful, because they are what Jesus called idle words. They're idle. We just say things out of our mind. We say things out of what we see. Amen? We say things from the natural point of view. There's no faith in it. Amen? There's none. There's no word of the kingdom in it. It's only the words of God that has creative power. And when you make that your own, okay, when you make it your own, when you say it out of your mouth, uh, the tree is growing until it will produce. Amen. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. That's Jesus. Amen. So, I want to stop there. Amen.